Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. podcast listener and welcome to the pop culture pub podcast i am your host this evening my name is chris lockhart and i am joined by two individuals first up uh one of my co-hosts in crime mr ragnar how's it going ragnar well it's going well and hello there everyone excellent and i just wanted to throw it out there that kevin was going to be on tonight but on well, fortunately for him, unfortunately for us, uh, he had some family show up. So he's entertaining and, and visiting with family, but unfortunately he can't be on the podcast tonight. But How dare family get in the way? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the season. It's the season. Um, well, yeah, it's the season. <laughs> so I, I, I was going to uh, introduce our special guest. Uh, but with this being the last episode of the the year, I figure it's time we promoted our special guest to co-host. Um, so that surprise, uh, what is my co-host in crime, Lillian Knelson? How's it going, Lillian? I'm legit crying right now. I'm so happy. Oh, we're, we're, we're so happy to have you here. I love it. No, I'm, I'm doing okay, honestly. Um, I I am in a constant state of chaos, and at the same time, I'm just grateful for all the amazing humans who make it bearable, because dear God, the world's on fire. Excellent. Yes, it's it's quite the, quite the world we're in right now. Uh, COVID cases are going up in the West. It's uh, very cold in Canada right now. Uh, Freezing. Yeah, and uh, which yeah. is funny because when you look at it, we've got so Chris, you're in Alberta. Mm-hmm. The other Ragnar, you're in the middle of the country, and I'm here on the west coast. I don't know if I'm supposed to say where we are. Never mind. Oops. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but either way, we're in. We're each in a different province, and we're all freezing. Yep. Yeah. What's the temperature like where you're at? Cold. Um, <laughs> I can <laughs> handle yeah. anything above minus 10 makes me happy like i don't own a winter jacket uh and so today when it was minus eight i'm like this is nice i can do this mm-hmm. when it gets to minus 19 i'm like kill me which yep. has been like for the last week um the coast has more snow than we do but it's mm-hmm. minus 18 minus 19 the roads are pure ice there are so many people whose furnaces have died and pipes are freezing so yep. if you're listening and you don't know if your pipes are insulated, please find out before it is too late, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. Shoot. But um, we got an emergency phone call last night from emergency services about people being evacuated because a neighbor went away on vacation and didn't leave his heat on, apparently, or something. So mm. his pipes burst. Yeah, and eight other units. 
That sucks. Brutal. Happy New Year! Let's hope you have insurance. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's yeah. we're all freezing in Canada. Yes, it is cold. Uh, apparently, this weekend it's supposed to get up to a high of like minus eight here. So yeah, it's oh, like wow. like I'm, I'm debating should I should I break out my shorts and my t-shirts like. You know, I will take yours. Ours is supposed to drop to minus like twelve this weekend. Yeah, but but I I should say like mm. Monday, then we start dipping into the deep freeze again. Yeah, it, that's it's what a, it looks like here. Yeah. yeah, cold, 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 warm, cold, 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 cold. Yeah, <laughs> I love Canada. So, like at the same time, if there's anything you want to do, our... you... oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say no. I love Canada. Our provinces don't make sense, <laughs> as you were yeah. saying. If there's anything you want to do, you have to do it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. The only day. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, it's New Year's Eve Eve. Um, so I'm hoping to have this up New Year's Eve because this is the best of 2021. And I want, I'm hoping to get this. I'm sure I'll probably put this podcast up tonight, but, um, but that's our theme tonight. Um, is our best of 2021 and i have a number of categories here and then we're going to jump into talking about spider-man obviously we have to talk about spider-man it's so good um and uh talk about some other stuff um but first up let's talk about uh the best of 2021 and so for this i asked uh, my co-hosts here um for each topic to pick one um as the best of and 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 one honorable mention um because like this year actually in my opinion a lot of good things came out despite the pandemic and 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 everything um this was a good year i think for a lot in a lot of categories uh maybe not for movies like for going to the theater and stuff but everything else yeah there's a lot of good things that happened this year um so, like, when I first started this, like, I had, like, a bunch of honorable mentions. And I was like, no, we'll be here all day if, if, if we start going over every honorable mention. So, we're just going to go with one tonight. The best of and one honorable mention. Um, all right. So And, I mean, we, we some people may not have picks for every category. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. Not, not a problem. Uh, and uh, just a caveat, like, we're trying to pick things that happened in 2021 or were released in 2021 uh but if it's something that's new to you that you discover in 2021 that's fine too um all right so the first category is best comic book um and uh ragnar did you have a best comic book for 2021 no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't read a lot of comics, to be perfectly honest. Um, I have been collecting a lot of older and and vintage comics um, through my hobby business, where I buy and sell antiques and collectibles. Okay. But uh, nothing, nothing new, nothing more current than like '93, I think. Um, the coolest thing I just got: Spider-Man 2099. Mm. Hmm. Which, which I haven't even, I've never read, and I, I you know, I, I just picked it up the other day, and I was like, wow, this looks awesome. And, I, and then I put it somewhere when I was tidying up for Christmas, and I have no idea where it is now. Well, you, you, you are in for a treat. That is probably my favorite version of Spider-Man. 
Um, really? Okay. Yeah, well, it's in the future, obviously, 2099. Um, yeah. And it's written by my favorite comic book writer, Peter David. Um, okay. So he basically created it. Um, I, I love the design of his outfit, you know, um, and and I would love to see a Spider-Man 2099 movie. I think that would be so awesome. Um, if you can imagine, like, Spider-Man and, like, Blade Runner going together, that's basically Please. what Spider-Man 2099 is. Okay, well, now I'm super looking forward to cracking that bad boy. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. So good. Um, did you have an honorable mention? Another anything else that you wanted to? Uh, no, no, I don't okay. have a block say in, in nope. the comics world. That, that, that's fine, not a problem. Uh, Lillian, did you have a best comic book or honorable mention? And or honorable mention? Um, I wish I did. Um, unfortunately, comics like with with Ragnar said, it's not something that I, I enjoy them. I love collecting them. I mean. The last time I purchased a comic book was last year, though, and I forgot I purchased it because I just there, someone was live, and I was like, I need to own this, and that was the Chrome Winnie the Pooh Deadpool that we got in the mail that I totally forgot <laughs> about. Um, but no, I it's definitely I think my goal for 2022 is to definitely get back into some comic books, or maybe see if I can find a branch in because I am starting a comic book club. In hopefully 2022 some kids so i need to find a an in excellent <laughs> Ed. Uh, but that's a goal for 2022 so i will hopefully have input what about you um you're the one who's probably going to have something for us to read yes um well normally like i said um unfortunately uh kev's not with us this evening because he would definitely uh, he's a comic book guy uh, as well as Jason, but uh, unfortunately neither of them mm-hmm. be here. So this category is kind of geared more towards them and myself. Um, but I do, I do have some uh, best. So I'll, I'll I'll just go with both category, both top categories: best comic book and best new comic book. First up, best comic book is North uh, North Norse Mythology Two. So basically, uh, Neil Gaiman wrote a book called Norse Mythology, where he took like all the the Norse um, uh, uh, mythology and uh, kind of gave his little spin on it. And now Dark Horse has been adapting it. So this last year, it was the second version of this. So it's like a continuation of this. So it's called Norse Mythology Two. And uh, yeah, every time it it shows up, I, I think. They release monthly. Uh, every time it shows up, I, it's like the first comic book I read. It's a lot of fun. Um, and an honorable. Now, is it a graphic novel or is it a comic book? It's a comic. I, it's I a comic book. To be like, hey. Yeah, um, okay. Well, well, they they collected the first uh, part one, and it's in. Gra- you could get it as graphic novel. It's uh, it's collected. Uh, yeah, well, and it's forty bucks. So I'm like, yep. Yeah. My. Yeah, number two, I don't think has come out yet on uh, the collected, but it should be like this year coming up. I, I'm thinking. Um, and my honorable mention for best comic book is Thor, um, by uh, Danny Danny Coates. I think is writing Thor right now, over at Marvel. And uh, yeah, it's just again, it's the art's good. It's um, one of my go-tos like as soon as it's there i'm reading it 
As far as best new comic books, uh, they did a mini series at Marvel uh, based on Kang the Conqueror. Um, I think it was a four issue mini series. Maybe it was five issues, um, and it was a lot of fun. Like Kang is such an awesome character, and you know he's going to be playing a big part in the MCU going forward. So it's kind of neat to see. Um, you know, the, what might be the origin of Kang, but it might not be the origin of Kang. One of the origins of Kang, because there's so many different variants of Kang out there. Um, this is one of them. And then an honorable mention is uh, the new Hulk uh, comic book. Um, again, I think it was Danny Cates or Danny Coates that writes it, um, this new version. There's only two issues out, and the art is by Ryan Otley. He used to do Invincible. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome art, and uh, and uh, Danny, Danny Coates is an awesome writer. Um, all right, so the next category is best. I just had a moment where I oh, had to sorry. figure out. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but. No, no, go ahead. You said Kang. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my brain went to Ninja Turtles, and I realized I was I was in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's crank. crank. That's crank. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ninja Turtles did something this year? No. Nope. Loki. Loki. We're Loki. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Loki. <laughs> um, all right. So the next category is best podcast yeah, or audiobook. Um, so, uh, Lillian, uh, do you have a <laughs> favorite, favorite podcast or favorite audiobook and honorable mention? Well, as you know, I I did I have had a year of audiobooks. Like when we were talking about new things, I'm like, I've got like this many on the go. Um, it's not nerdy. Heck, well, that's fine. This, this it's is not pop really culture. Pop culture, but oh. yeah. But honestly, like my favorite, the one audiobook I picked up this year that really was helpful. I ended up picking yeah, English just broke. Anyways, <laughs> wow, we're good today. We are just not. Um, so she's she's nervous about the promotion. <laughs> English broken. Anyways, um, I picked up a book. It was called ADHD 2.0. It came out this uh this year's uh the spring. I okay, think it was. Um, and I think the author has the actual physical book coming out next year. But it's funny. The more I've learned about having an ADHD, possibly autistic brain. And how inclusive the pop culture community is. Mm-hmm. Um, this po- this this audiobook is amazing as it talks about so many different aspects of ADHD in an adult and how it works and why our executive functioning fails and why we just you know stick to TV shows and stick to things that we you know have happy endings or we can watch them and we love our series and we binge watch and we're just hyper fixated on things and we nitpick um, and it was really fun to read because or listen to technically mm-hmm. I can't, I'm going to buy the book when it comes out because he just puts it in such a neat way that you're like okay so this is why my brain does things and this is why I cling to fictional stuff because the real world isn't made for me uh, and so. That was that was my that was my treasure this year. Aside from any of the audiobooks I read or anything I, I you know or read, I just broke today. Any of them I listened to. My verbs, verbs, people. <laughs> we cannot verb. But that was it. ADHD 2.0. That was my little. That was my nugget. All right. Do you have an honorable so. mention? Oh, good dear, though dear. Um, it didn't come out this year. 
That's fine. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, when it came to audiobooks, Postal, uh, I was listening to... Where are they? It's broken. Anyways, um, Anna Kendrick, uh, Scrappy Little Nobody. My husband and I binged it in the car whenever we were driving, and we just couldn't stop listening to it. It was so much fun. She talks about getting through Broadway and getting into film, and she is just so funny, and she narrates it herself, and it was just so much fun to listen to. And that is pop culture. She's such oh, yeah. a fun person. She <laughs> oh, does. she's lovely. She... That podcast, that, that audio. Yeah, she definitely seems that like audio book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hmm. And her audiobook is just beautiful. Just beautiful. Excellent. Um, mm. For me, uh, I'm going with a podcast for best of uh, 2021. And I'm going with the iFanboy podcast. Um, you know, they're, a com- they're a comic book podcast. You know, every week they read what comes out and, you know, they give a, you know, uh, their pick of the week. Um, the listeners have a pick of the week that they vote on that they have to read as well. Um, and also last year they started doing, um, like, cause, uh, they're crowdfunded, they're crowd crowdfunded podcast. And, um, when they reached a certain goal through Patreon, uh, they agreed to do a week or sorry, a monthly all media podcast where they talk about TV shows and movies and that kind of stuff. And uh, so they reached that goal, and so that started, I believe, last year. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, they're, they're, you know, I've been listening to them for years, and uh, and I'm one of the guys that contributes to the crowdfunding because you know I'm willing to pay for for something if it's really exceptional, and I do think that they do a, a great podcast. My honorable mention um, is an audio book but again like Lillian it didn't come out last year uh, but I, I, I mm-hmm. listened to it last year and that was the Sandman again a Neil Gaiman uh, comic book property uh, <gasps> that he did through DC is that the one they made the movie out of M. Night Shyamalan made the movie of no no wrong one sorry that's uh, Sandcastles that one's depressing never read it okay never um, read it. the is that the one where the the kids age fast on the beach or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Never, never. Don't warp yourself. Well, the Sandman is actually going to be a new series that's going to be hitting Netflix, and hopefully, it doesn't get canceled after one season, like Cowboy Bebop. But it looks good from. <laughs> but I mean, I thought Cowboy Bebop looked good from the trailer too. But um, I know they they have Charles Dance who played Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. He's going to be at least in the first episode or two of the Sandman based on the character he plays in the trailer. And uh, anyway, the audiobooks are amazing. Like, it, uh, I think James McAvoy, um, does he do the voice of Morpheus? I think he does. Uh, and they have a bunch of, bunch of you know, uh, famous actors and voice actors on this they actually had the sandman part two come out last year but i haven't got around to listening to that yet um and actually i gotta finish the first one um yeah it's it's like an old they they do it in the style of an old radio drama and it's it's a lot of fun uh that sounds good it, it is it really is and i'm really looking forward to that netflix series um ragnar Best podcast or audiobook of 2021 for you? 
Um, I don't really do the audiobook thing. Um, nothing against them. Just for whatever reason, I just never do. I, I just read books. Mm-hmm. But, How um, weird. I know, I know. Old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, especially when I'm driving, which from August until quite recently, I was doing an awful lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorites, which I found, it's a sciencey one, and it's called Unexplainable. And they they release one episode a week, and they talk about you know some uh, hard to explain scientific um, issue or concept or theory. So you know, the most recent one I listened to was about ninety nine percent of the plastic that's in the ocean is actually missing and it what's happened is it's all sunk to the bottom where we can't see it hmm. so yeah it's a really interesting what? yeah yeah the the stuff you see floating on the top that's only one percent of what goes into the ocean and the, and they go into i don't remember all the specifics but they go into how they know that and their only theory is that it's sunk to the bottom which is like, oh, wow, that's even... So this problem is way worse than we think it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's a really interesting um, one. My favorite one, though, was titled A Brainless Yellow Goo That Does Math. Ooh. And it, it's a real thing. There's a type of yellow slime mold which can navigate mazes, control robots, and even make complicated decisions, and it does not have a central nervous system. Hmm. It was fascinating and terrifying and definitely, like, somebody has to make a sci-fi movie out of this because it was, it was so bizarre that it was hard to believe it was real. So it's called Crazy. Unexplainable. Uh, Definitely recommend it if you're into science and it's it's not too too technical, like too science speak. It's it's fairly understandable. So yeah, even a lay person like myself can get into it. And uh, that got me through many long car drives. Excellent. All right. Well, Ragnar, um, what you can kick off the next category, and that is best book. What do you have um, for best book in 2021? Well, um, I got to throw in a slight caveat, which is that a lot of the books I've read are not necessarily current, like didn't necessarily come out in 2021. Yeah, that's fine. Um, But um, I did read quite a few books this year, and a lot of them were really good. the, the one that is the freshest in my mind, um, I actually talked about in a previous podcast, uh, it's called The Psychopath Test. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, an exploration and a study of the madness industry. And Ooh. the title caught my eye because, you know, I, I find psychopaths interesting. Um, and, of course, like it, like any person who is not a psychopath, I'm afraid that I am one. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it th- the part about psychopaths was very interesting. But what was more interesting is, is the second half of the book when they start talking about um, people who have mental health issues 
and all the different medications they get and how in uh, according to this book 90 plus percent of cases those medicines are just made up by the pharmaceutical companies and don't necessarily provide a lot of treatment mm-hmm. and um the worst chapter was all about all the different medications they give to kids and how kids get overdiagnosed with things um mm-hmm. it, it's definitely going to raise some strong opinions i can already tell reading that chapter that some people would argue for it and some people would argue against it um i you know i thought his arguments were pretty pretty solid and it was very disturbing but uh it was a very interesting read it was by the author's name is john ronson he's written some other books which i probably will track down and uh yeah it, it was a really interesting read it's not super current came out i think um 10 years or so ago okay but uh but it was a very interesting curious like for books that came out a decade ago with so many advances we've made in the world of mental health i would kill to be like can you update please yeah like i would love there is that especially since sorry just total squirrel uh but just because i mentioned my audiobook was an adhd bug yeah um uh, ironically a lot of people were misdiagnosed with ADHD because it was one of the known things about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were misdiagnosed and they actually had, there was other things now that we know of, but yeah. um, at the time it was the only thing. And, and one of the neatest things I look when I learned when taking a nerd course on mental health was that in order to come up with this book that they diagnose people from, these doctors literally sit around at a table a debate about whether or not something yep. exists. Yeah, the DSM. Yeah, the DSM. DSM they do, yeah. Yeah. They do, right yeah. now it's the DSM five, but if they vote things in and out, so they vote yep. it if it exists, and if it if and, they don't think it in, exists. Yeah, and in the earlier, just, oh. in the early editions, the the first and second yeah. edition, it was literally a room full of of psychologists and psychiatrists and whatever, and whoever yelled the loudest. Those were the ones that made it into the book. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Look at that. So we're not just pop culture. We're all of, all of our <laughs> all of our mental illnesses and conditions. The diagnoses for them are based on originally who could shout the loudest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. And it was man. not inclusive, or it didn't take in environment, nope. culture, anything. Like, there are so many things. Oh, yeah. so we could go on forever. That's an entire world. But still, though, you're totally right. It'll rile people up. But I would love to yep. to see that person come back like a decade and be like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, but still, yeah. Yeah. And the other the other funny fact about the DSM is that it it has sold, you know, thousands and thousands of copies. And most of them are not to people who work in the mental health industry, but rather to people who buy the book because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with them and they're hoping to find it in that book. So true. So that was another another interesting tidbit. It was it was, you know, created for mental health professionals and instead, you know, nowadays people probably just google it, but you know, prior Don't to google the it. you'll wind up with cancer. That, that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's always cancer. Um, did so you anyways, I know I read lots of other great books, but um that, that one definitely stands out. Okay. And um, for my runner-up, I'm going to throw out a um, a nod to my father, 
who I often call Papa Smurf. And uh, he he is obsessed, like absolutely obsessed with the Jack Reacher novels. Mm. Um, I've only read the very first one. It is fucking awesome. I highly recommend it if you like action books and a little bit of mystery. Um, it was incredible. I have not read the rest of the series. My father has. He is reading the newest one probably right now. Um, as we speak, he is probably in bed reading reading the last chapter of the newest one, which he was gifted for Christmas. And there is a television series that comes out February 4th on Amazon Prime, and season one is just the first book. Ooh. Which I'm, I love that idea because making a movie out of a book is good. But making a whole season of a TV show means you can really do the whole story. Yep. That's like... Uh, so that looks pretty exciting. Jack Ryan. Same thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, I, and I loved the Jack Ryan series that Amazon did. So I'll, I'll definitely oh, yeah. be checking out the Jack Reacher one. Yeah. They, they did previously do a movie with Tom Cruise. Yep. And it was terrible <laughs> because if you... Mm-hmm. The first, the first thing you read in the book is Jack Reacher is six foot six and weighs two hundred and forty pounds and is a fort like a under or like a round thirty year old martial arts specialist. Yeah, and then they got like fifty some year old Tom Cruise to do the part, and it was like, isn't he only like five foot nothing as well? Yeah, he's really short and he's not a big scary guy. <laughs> like right oh, off the hop, I'm like, well, you screwed that up already. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the first book is called Killing Floor, and if you like action books, it's awesome, and I can't speak highly enough about it. And uh, I'm hoping that the TV adaptation is as good as the book was. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it, well, if they do as good a job like they did with Jack Ryan, I'm, it's going to be awesome because I, I love Jack Ryan. Um, yeah. The there is a teaser trailer that came on Amazon when I was watching Yellowstone the other day, and it looked pretty good. They cast a pretty tall, pretty beefy-looking guy. So we'll see. We'll see. Right on. Right on. Um, all right. Well, for me, uh, the best book, I'm going with a graphic novel, and it is Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. Um, so, yeah, this was a... a uh, the iFanboy podcast did a book review on this. Um, like I said, it's a graphic novel. And it, it delves into the life of Jack Kirby, the guy that helped co-create many of the, the characters that, uh, you know, that are making billions of dollars now. Uh, you know, he co-created the Avengers, the X-Men, the Hulk, the you know, the Fantastic Four, the Eternals, a movie I'll be talking about later. He cre- Like, he created that himself. Um... And yeah, he un- unfortunately, I don't think you know got the praise that was due um, to him in his lifetime. He died in 1994. Um, but yeah, this this book covers everything, you know, uh, from him, uh, you know, growing up in New York and and being part of a street gang to um, fighting. He was he was in. Uh, uh, World War Two. I can't. I, I can't remember if it was Normandy. He was at. He was at one of those big battles. Um, cool. And 
you know, his, his wife, you know, um, Roz was, you know, a very amazing woman. Um, and they were very much in love. And, you know, Jack Kirby was just a humble guy. Like, I mean, he would spend like six out of seven days a week in his basement just drawing comics. And, I mean, nowadays you got comic book artists like, uh, for example, Jim Lee. He can't even do a monthly comic. And, and Jack Kirby was doing, like, six monthly comics at one time. Um, and also, like, helping with other ones and, and writing and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it it's an amazing uh, amazing book. Good, good graphic novel. And, and yeah, it... Uh, made me sad because you know when it gets to the part where he dies like how they did it how they handled it in the, in the graphic novel was really uh touching i think um and yeah he really did live a fascinating life you know and he was really cool. really down to earth and um you know like i remember uh like i heard the story too i can't remember if it was in the book or not but um like some fans like tracked him down to his house, like when he lived in New York and was it Queens or I can't remember where he lived exactly. Um, and some fans tracked him down and, and basically, I mean, when I say fans, I mean, these, these guys were like, you know, 12 years old. Uh, I think it was Len Wein and Marv Wolfman, I believe, uh, who later on became comic book stars themselves. Um, uh, but they were just kids at the time. And yeah, they basically spent an afternoon watching him draw and his wife, uh, made them sandwiches and gave him milk and cookies. Like they were just really down to earth, humble people. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a great, great, uh, graphic novel. Can't say enough great things about it. And my honorable mention is a book that was written in 1965 and that is Dune. Um, because of the movie that mm. came out, I, I didn't, mm -hmm. I, I had never read the books. Um, you know, people have been telling me for years, you got to read them. And I just, I don't know, like the 1984 movie, you know, it's got some great oh, actors and yeah. And I mean, I, I do love, uh, uh, what's his name? David Lynch, but I didn't really like that movie, you know, even though it, it, I love Kyle MacLachlan. I love Patrick Stewart. I love Dean Stockwell, you know, um, but yeah. Oh, it had, it had all the right ingredients. It just was not a hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so I watched the new movie, loved it. And then I bought the, the book because, you know, they were, they were, you know, in every, uh, drugstore because, you know, it's making a comeback now and yeah, I'm just loving it. I've never read it before. It's such a good book. I love the world building. Yeah. I, you know, awesome um lillian best book of 2021 and your honorable mention okay so my book is not actually um it wasn't published this year that's fine but that's it fine. was um, my my son and i started off this year and he he demanded i start the percy jackson series as he was reading it um and I was a little slow and laggy getting going because mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't understand what he was super excited about and really annoyed about because we ended up watching the movies. He's like, this is all wrong. Um, and I <laughs> love them. And I cried and I read them at work and it was beautiful. And that, that, that's a bunch of, like, you know how you said, um, 
Ragnar about Jack Reacher, how they cast the wrong person and immediately in the first few seconds of the movie, you're like, this is wrong. <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. Um, in the Percy Jackson books, there's a prophecy where Percy's 12 and it's when he turns 16, this prophecy is blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going to die. So in the movie, when they started him off at the age of 16, it was just backwards. Um, uh, and so hmm. the, the books are so good. The books are so good. And actually, Rick Riordan, who wrote them, is currently in the moment. Uh, Disney, as he just tweeted today, is on vacation. So, but they are casting for a TV series, which he is heavily involved in because when they made the sh- the movies, he apparently like there's letters of him being like, "Have you never read the books? Mm-hmm. But they are so good. Hmm. Such good books. The ca- the characters are amazing. Um, it's it's just beautiful because Percy's twelve and he works his way through his years figuring out how to be like essentially a demigod and it's so beautiful and it's just such a fun series and michael and i just have secret little things now where we just burst out laughing and i love it so much but it was so good that was those books just made 2021 fun (laughs) it's so good so good um and for an honorable mention um kind of stuck on this one because Everything I read this year was old. Like, you know, when it came to watching Dune, I had to work through the Dune books. Mm-hmm. Um, I read Percy Jackson, and then it kind of just... I haven't booked that much unless they were, like, brain books. So, unfortunately, I couldn't come up with one, really. No, that's stuck. that's fine. Not a problem. But, yeah. It was just all the Percy Jackson. Perfect. All right, so the next category is Best TV Series. Um, Which, by the way, you picked the, the – this cat. This is impossible. Like, the next, like, four categories are all terrible. I know, they're, they're tough. literally it's, like, all Marvel. Um, well, the Best TV Series, the one I originally picked, I actually <laughs> crossed out because there was one series that came out back in April – and it, it like it seems so long ago now that I was like, oh shit. Um, so for me, best TV series is a TV series called For All Mankind, and I really feel ah I'm, yes, yeah, I really mm-hmm. feel like I'm the only one watching this show. It seems like nobody yeah, it's, watches it. I don't have whatever platform uh, it's on. Yeah, it's on Apple Plus or mm-hmm. whatever whatever the Apple call Apple service calls it. Um, whatever the apple is yeah <laughs> but it's so good like it's such a good show um it's co-created uh and show to the showrunners ron moore so he this is the guy that worked on the battles new Battlestar galactica oh, yes. and he was on tng he wrote the first two tng movies with brandon braga um he was on deep space nine um yeah and so basically for people who don't know this is like an alternate history show um and it's about the space race like what happened what would have happened had the russians got to the moon first and it's 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 so good it's so awesome like the last year season two came out and it it basically covered the 70s and went into the 80s uh the first season covers the last last few years the 60s and then into the 70s um and then season three will be starting, I think, in the 90s, 95 or something like that. But it's such a good show. Uh, actors are great. Um, you know, the concept is, is solid. I, I, I love anything Cold War I like, you know. And this is, 
the Cold War is kind of amped up in the show because, you know, they're in space, right? And um, so the Russians have landed on the moon and have a base, and so have uh, the United States. So, uh, yeah. And I think next season they're going to be going to Mars. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, it seems like nobody but me watches the show because like i want to talk to people about nobody it. else has that platform yeah and and, and it's not yeah that, it's really not that expensive i think it's only like 5.99 a month or something hmm. but i i mean You're, i you I, are sorry go ahead well i was just gonna i was just gonna throw in you are the only person i know who's ever referenced the show oh and, yeah. and a lot of my friends are big sci-fi what like fans and yeah yeah, it's not on anyone's radar. So yeah, it. It's... Well, maybe we need to put it on twenty twenty one. We 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 when Yellowstone's not on, we'll have to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, for, well, for all mankind, um, uh, like I said, like it's on on. Is that Apple Plus? Apple? No, Apple TV. I think that's what it's called. Um, and also, uh, Foundation is on there as well. So that's another reason why I subscribe to it. Originally, I subscribed to it because Chris Evans. Did a mini series in 2020 or 2019 um, on there called "Defending Jacob," and I love Chris Evans. So then I was like, "Well, I got to watch this." And then um, the first season of All Mankind was already on there. So then I watched that, and then yeah, like I've just haven't stopped subscribing to it. But yeah, Foundations on there, and this show's on there, and it it's great. Um, look, looking forward to season three. My honorable mention is uh, Cobra Kai. Um, so Which comes out tomorrow. Yep, the new season comes out tomorrow. Um, the season, what was it? This is season four coming out. So season three came out, I think, New Year's Day last year. Or this year. Yep. Soon. Um, because originally it was supposed to come out like January 7th or something, but then they were like, nah, we're going to give you guys a... a New Year's Day present. And I, I think we binged the whole season on New Year's Day. It, I love that show. Um, it's so fun. It's so good. And it's crazy. Which I hope if anyone like gets offended during the first season, they give the other seasons a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and they definitely, like, just keep going. It's so good. Trust us. Just keep going. Well, and, and I've heard people, and I mean, this is what I said initially, too, um, was, well, I'm not the biggest Karate Kid fan. You don't have to be. You know, this show gives you, like, they show clips from, from the Karate Kid movies that, that, like, the ones you need to know. Like, they don't, like, hit you over the head with it. Um, but it gives you everything you need to know about what's going on now. Um, and, like, like, I was never the biggest. I mean, I watched Karate Kid when I was a kid. Uh, I watched Karate Kid 2. I don't think I ever watched 3. And I think I watched the one with uh, Hilary Swank. Maybe like which, I, by the way, is my favorite. Yeah, and I mean, I if I did watch it, it was at like when it came out. So I mean, like I'm not the biggest Karate Kid fan either, but this show is so fantastic, and you know they've done such a good job with it that you don't need to even remember as you know everything uh, because they will give you all the tools you need to enjoy the show through clips and everything. Uh, all right, so let's go with Ragnar, uh, best TV series of 2021. 
Okay, I I can't pick just one, but I I made a quick list. <laughs> I okay the I was gonna say the Mandalorian season two, but when I double checked, that all came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, I, it was all over. That that yeah, yeah, that was on my list too, and then I was like, oh shit, yeah, forgot. But if I can pick a show from twenty twenty for best of twenty twenty one, it would be that one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I really liked the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new season starts soonish on that, and I think mm-hmm. there's there was a lot of great sh- other great shows which I'm going to throw out a quick mention to, but I think I'm going to pick Sweet Tooth as my favorite <gasps> new TV show of 2021. I'd never heard of it before. I wasn't familiar with the comics it's based on, and it was super great. It was very well done. And it gave me all the feels, and I watched it all in a super short period of time, and then I encouraged everyone I knew to watch it for a week or two until whatever the newest Marvel thing came out was. So I think I'm going to pick that one, because I think it was just awesome, and I can't wait to see them do more of it. So that is um, that your best new TV series, or best TV series? Yep. I'm going to go with that's best new TV series. Okay. And... Um, I'm going to throw out a couple honorable mentions. I really enjoyed The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Loki. I really, really enjoyed What If. Uh, I also liked WandaVision, and I did like Hawkeye and Falcon, mm-hmm. but I think Loki and What If were miles above the other three, in in my opinion. Okay. Um, I, I didn't like WandaVision as much as a lot of other people did, um, I see what they like. I'm just biased because my friend's son is in it. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. Um, and then, as we previously discussed, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, halfway through shooting it, they had to re, mm-hmm. they had to change what it was supposed to be about because it, that one should have been the home run, and it really wasn't a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I liked Hawkeye, but I have a major quibble with it. This is a spoiler alert if anyone has not seen it yet. I did not like what they did with Kingpin. Because when they first introduced him, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be awesome. And if you watch season three of Daredevil or, or even season one or even season two, he is so scary when it comes to the physical fighting. Mm-hmm. And in this yep. one... They made him very cartoonish, and he wasn't that hard to beat, and I really hated that. Although was... there was a meme um, of him next to her mom, and it was like in the bottom it says, you're lucky this isn't on um, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And, I de- and they also, for some reason, they gave him a, a, a neck chain and a pimp stick, which, again, made him <sighs> seem slightly more cartoonish. And, well, and the he thing didn't... is, the outfit he was wearing was comic book accurate. No, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's supposed to be the same character that we were presented in Daredevil. True. And and in Daredevil, he was scarier. He was like heart, like a more a, a formidable opponent, and he was way smarter with setting traps for everyone. Mm-hmm. And in in this version in Hawkeye, he wasn't particularly smart, and he wasn't particularly mean, and he wasn't particularly tough. And I think they did the mm-hmm. character a disservice there. 
So that that to me spoiled Hawkeye a bit because I was really enjoying it, but it was too. There's no other word for it. It was too Disney-fied. Yeah, they definitely were like we can't make him. We can't do it as as mean and scary as you've already seen him. Okay, that's fine. Pick a different villain then. Yeah, don't, don't wreck one that 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 I'm so attached to from those other properties. So that was my quibble with it. Um, but Loki and What If were both super solid. And uh, yeah, Sweet Tooth is would be my my number one pick. All right, um, Lillian, uh, best TV series, and if you want to throw best new TV series out there as well, with honorable mentions. Okay, so you know it's funny when, like I said, when this was evil because I wish I could just I'm just gonna I decided I'm gonna lump all of Marvel in just because when it comes to new TV series this year. Um, Everything Marvel. Beautifully done. Absolutely fantastic. And yes, I mean, Winter Soldier, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think, wasn't my favorite, but I loved parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, WandaVision, uh, I thoroughly, I just, I loved seeing more of Wanda and how it ties into things. And of course, it's, like I said, my friend, her son plays um, Billy, uh, and so I would love to see him more in the mm. MCU, but... um He's wonderful, and it's funny because, Ragnar, you had mentioned Sweet Tooth, and so her son just, he this summer, he ran off with the kid who plays the main character in Sweet Tooth, and I was like, so cool. you want to bring him to Penticton so I can meet him? Um, yeah. But lovely, lovely kids. They're amazing kids. Um, and ironically, um, never mind, I can't say that. Anyways, there'll be other things coming up. Uh, but um, but um, I, we just finished Hawkeye, and I loved seeing, you know, Clint and, and you know, his daddy side of him. Mm-hmm. Hello, daddy. Um, it just – it was so much fun seeing – Hawkeye's always been one of my favorite characters in the comics and outside of the comics. And I just – I love seeing him being seen, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I thought so, he was – I thought he was great. Yeah. and And it was neat to see a little bit more – of who he is as a person and not just him mm-hmm. in fight mode. When you think um, about it, isn't he one of the only Avengers that really has a family that we yeah. get to see? Like he's got a yeah. life outside. Um, it also, as many people on, on, you know, the internet were saying like, this was really the goodbye that black widow needed. Like this was a proper send off for her. Like this was beautifully done and Marvel did good. Um, and mm-hmm. Loki was amazing. Although I have a teenage daughter who may be mildly obsessed with Tom Hiddleston, mm. oh, which yes. is okay. Yep. All good. Yep. He's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But aside from Marvel, when it comes to that, so when it comes to, you know, the, that would have been my best TV series. TV series essentially was, you know, in a lump, everything Marvel. Okay. <laughs> and then if we go down to, um, if we had to, unfortunately, like so many things came out this year that I just loved. And so Sweet Tooth was on one of them. But I also have to say uh, there's two that came out that apparently I have quite a few friends who weren't happy with them. They were not happy with the adaptations from the book or the graphic novel. I have never read the book or the graphic novel. So I was okay with them. So Netflix pulled out Shadow and Bone and Netflix pulled out Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two I loved. Uh, yeah, I didn't I, see I either them. of them, but... but... But some people did tell me I should check them out. Lock and key is something that I, I love the idea of finding keys that do different things to human bodies. To you know, they open different doorways to to 
the, your soul or what you can do, your appearance. I think it's fascinating. Apparently, the graphic novels are graphic. Like, they are – my little sister was not happy um, when she said – she said that they were, like, really adult rated and they dumbed it down to a Netflix kids show. And I was like, uh... but I like this Netflix show. <laughs> um but those two were two of my favorites, actually. I really enjoyed them. Um, I it was my it was it was kind of a year for fantasy, I think, in many ways. Um, you know, hmm? we need more fantasy, as my husband says. Yeah, so those were my <laughs> two shadow and bone in that. You know, it's just it was good. Oh, an honorable mention to the TV show that came out called Made. It was just good. It was just well done. It was made in BC. It was beautiful. It's well done. Did you watch um, Wheel of Time at all? I ha- okay, so my hubby and I have watched one episode. Yeah, the first and one. And then the first episode, and I think it was, I think it was during the last podcast where you had said mm. that, you know, I think a comment was made and we we're like, okay, keep watching. And we haven't had a chance to give it another, to keep going because Christmas. Yep. So, but um, okay. yeah. definitely something that's on there because I love the books. Yeah, well, it- yeah, this I finished the series um, or season one, and mm-hmm. and it was good. And there were some parts that were really good. I'm I have never read the books. I have a feeling that they're moving through them at a very rapid pace. Um, and it doesn't quite feel like they gave it the A treatment. It, it's not, it's not like a B movie, but it just. It doesn't have the biggest names, and it probably didn't have the biggest budget. And I think, from what I know of the book series, I think the show has done it a little bit dirty, where they were kind of doing a little bit fast and cheap. Um, but it, it it was still pretty good. I'd still recommend it, and I'm still you know curious to see where it goes from from here. But well, they uh, are it, giant it, it didn't make like... my best. It didn't make my best of list. All right. Um, yeah, and the books are huge, and there's a lot of them. I'll I'll throw out uh, my best new TV series um, pick and honorable mention. Um, so for me, I, I I out of everything that came out, I, I really thought about this, but I, I'm giving it to Wandavision. Um, reason being, um, I mean, there were some things I kind of rolled my eyes at a little bit. But to be honest with you, out of all the TV series I watched this year, this was the one where after every episode, like, I was, like, talking about it. And, and like, my coworkers were, like, you know, what's going on? What do you think's happening? You know, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what what was going on. Like, I loved um, the TV approach, you know, like, the, how each episode's, like, a different uh, decade of television. I love the commercials that they had in them. And I especially loved um, on the series uh, finale seeing Vision versus Vision, like that was so awesome. Like that, like, and uh, you know, and and the reveal of Agatha Harkness, like I thought that was great too. Um, I was one of those that was thinking Mephisto was behind everything, but it turns out he wasn't. Um, but I just I loved the White Vision and you know, the other vision and, and yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun. Um, you know, ever after I forgot ever... something, can I, Oh, oh go ahead. Forget. Sorry. I didn't mean to blurt that out loud. Uh, I, I would like to throw out an honorable mention to Modoc 
it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It yep. was super underrated. It went under everybody else's radar. I think mm-hmm. like Chris is the only person I think I know that has watched it. Yep. But it was awesome, and uh, everybody should check it out. It was it was really great. Yeah, that yeah that that's a good one, and uh, so funny. Um, so funny. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mention for best new series is Invincible. So this is the animated adaption Ooh. of the comic book uh, by Robert Kirkman, and it's on uh, Amazon. And I think they did a wonderful job with their voice cast. I think every everyone was on point. Um, J.K. Simmons as, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Invincible's dad, uh, Omni-Man. Um, yeah, incredible. It, it was so good. I'm looking forward to to season two. All right, so our next category is best TV episode. Um, Ragnar, do you have a best TV episode? Like best single episode? Yeah, like an episode where I was like, oh my god, this was so amazing. Oh, that's a tough pick. Um, if you don't have one, that, that like that, that's not a problem. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I could pick just a best single episode right off the top of my head. All right. Uh, except for because it's current, the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that was pretty good. And like, like you um, said, like when when you said when we were chatting on on uh, Facebook Messenger, you said it was too short. I totally agree. It was like, wow, it's over already, but. The quality was so high. I was like, you know what? If this is the trade-off, high quality versus you know length, I'll go with just a shorter episode. If if this is what we're gonna well, get, I, I I was kind of surprised, and I'll, I'll do my best to leave it spoiler free because it's real fresh. But season two, episode one of the Mandalorian was like a huge. It was almost like a movie. Yep. And I thought that that was sort of what they would do here, and they really didn't. It, it honestly, it the first episode, it it very much feels like this is an origin story, and we're introducing the character and explaining his backstory, and, and that was awesome because he's a famous character, and there's a lot of questions that, and some of them got answered. But I I thought it would be bigger and more grandiose than it was. And that that would be my objection to it. Um, Am I totally stoked for the next episode? Hell yeah. Is it awesome that Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau with assistance from Dave Filoni are making a Star Wars show together? That's incredible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a 15 year old, if you had told me someday Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau are going to make this series, I would have been like, well, I know who Robert Rodriguez is. Who the hell's John Favreau? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dave Filoni, I'm like, that name means nothing to me. But Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they're like the saviors of Star Wars because yep. everything they've done has been awesome, and there is a coherence between them. Like the Clone Wars show connects to the Rebel show, and both of those shows have connections to the Mandalorian and and the Book of Boba Fett, and it, they're building one universe. And they're doing it so well 
that I wish Marvel or Dis, pardon me, Disney would just say, you guys are in charge of everything Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Here is 10 dump trucks full of money. Do whatever you want. Yeah, agree. Because they understand it. They understand Star Wars. They know what the fans want. And, you know, those those three newest movies were so bad that it wasn't until The Mandalorian came along that I got interested in Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and, yeah. and, and they respect George Lucas. Like, they know what it oh, takes, yeah. you know. And and I Dave love Filoni has probably spent Dave Filoni has probably spent more time with George Lucas than anybody else. Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that like George Lucas shows up on set, you know, and he's yeah given pointers and stuff. Like, oh what, yeah, what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy was not doing that during the sequel trilogy. Like they no. they like his. Uh, I think I shared this on here that George Lucas did an outline for uh, the last sequel movie. And yeah. his outline was so much better than what we got. Like, it would have had Darth Maul coming back. Or no, I think it was maybe Force Awakens, like an episode uh, seven trilogy. was Basically, the big bad would have been Darth Maul. Um, Which would have been great, because yeah. I'm watching Rebels now, and he's he's not the big bad, but he's one of them. Yep. And and they, they, they teased us at the very end of that god-awful solo movie mm-hmm. that, that he was going to return. Yep, and, and the solo movie only sucked because of the guy they got to play solo. The yeah. rest of the movie was great, and if they had cast somebody who looked and acted like a young Harrison Ford, it would have been an awesome movie. Yeah, but the guy was so completely unbelievable as Han Solo that it just ruined the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because all the other characters even made that movie. All the other characters were great, and and young. Um, Young Lando was mm-hmm. was good, and everything else was there, and it and it was definitely setting itself up for, to become more than just one film. But the guy they cast as as Han was so bad and looked nothing like young Harrison Ford. Didn't sound like him. Didn't look like him. It was terrible. Yep, agreed. And, and so yeah, you know, if they had just cast that, and I don't know who they, who I would have cast as it. I did see somebody a year or so ago that I thought could have pulled it off better, but I don't remember who it was. But um, anyways, the guy they cast was just awful. Well, and to be honest with you, even before that movie came out, I said, like, we don't need to go there. You know, like, I I, I don't need to see Han and Chewie meet for the first time. Like, that's something that, you know, it's one of those things that you don't need to see. Like, you, you, you... Think about kind of like the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, no, you need to see that because it, it no, is so it is so spectacularly unbelievable <laughs> that you have to see it once. Yeah, forty five minutes of Wookies running around making disgusting noises with no subtitles. Oh, it's it's something. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um... No, I, what I mean is, like, sometimes it's best not, like, like, finding out the origin of Wolverine. You know, we didn't need that. We don't need to know his real name. Mm-hmm. You know, we know his name's Logan, and he doesn't know his past. That's all we needed to know. You know, anytime you, you, yeah. you, you know, break down an iconic character and introduce a backstory, it's never as good as you imagine it would be. Um... And yeah, that solo movie 
like it should they should have just did a Darth Maul movie. Like I mean that that would have been a hundred times oh, better, man. I think. And keep uh, Amelia Clark in it because man, she was so beautiful in that movie. I think she's I, beautiful in everything she does. She she is, but I think that is her most beautiful when she's in that that dining room or whatever and oh, she yeah, meets on again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, Lillian, do you have a best TV episode for 2021? Ironically, it's from Invincible. Okay. Um, when I think I had to think about when I was watching all of these shows that came out, what was the one episode that I watched where I had to go, holy crap, what the hell did I just watch? And then I had to stop and I had to breathe. And aside from all the moments in Marvel B, because it was just like fan nerdity excitement, you know, mm-hmm. in Invincible, when everyone dies. Oh, when he takes. And you go from being this. Yeah. When he takes out the Guardians the of the, in the cave there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you go from this cute little happy go lucky, like I'd never read anything to do with this. So my husband and I were watching it and it was like, okay, the sun, yada, yada. Okay. He's, you know, God is finally yay powers, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh my God. It yeah. was like the first time I watched flashpoint paradox. Yeah. And I, and I loved how they did it in the, in the, in the show, because that's almost exactly how they did it in the comic books. Like, in the comic books, you know, they're introducing, like, basically this universe is Justice League. Oh, here's the fish guy. Here's the the Amazon princess. Here's, uh, you know, the Batman, you know, type of character. Here's this type of character. The elastic type of character. Here's this. And then, yeah, boom, they're all dead. Like, before, you know, like, as soon as they're, inter- as soon as they're introduced, they die. And, and uh, was... yeah. yeah. That was my WTF moment. That was yeah. the, well, that's not leaving my brain anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I I thought of uh, my favorite episode of a TV show of 2021. Okay. Okay. It's got to be, I forget the title of the episode, but the second episode of What If, where it's What If um, Black Panther was Star-Lord instead. What yeah. if T'Challa was Star Lord instead of Black Panther? That that was the best episode of the season, and that was probably the single greatest television episode of any show I watched this year. It was so much fun. It was so thought provoking, and it was so well done. That yeah, that I gotta throw I gotta throw a shout out to that. Yeah, and I also really got to watch Invincible because. Both of you guys are raving about it. If you guys like it, that means I'm gonna like it. Oh yeah, I love Definitely it. Definitely give it a shot. It it's my favorite comic book series of all time. Um, so when when they were doing this animated show, I was like, oh, I hope they do, I hope they do it justice, and they did, absolutely. Uh, great voice acting and great animation, and yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um. All right, for me, the best... Well, the t- small squirrel, um, sorry, total squirrel, I had a list up in front of me, but did anyone know that Sean Bean did a TV show this year? No, no but, but does he die in it? I don't know. I'll let you know. I just discovered <laughs> that apparently Sean Bean, it was a BBC one, so of course we didn't know, but it came out this oh. summer, but it just popped up on my screen, and I was like, huh? Okay. Hmm, interesting. Total side squirrel. 
just thought I'd ask, but I'm going to go find out now. All right, and continue, good Chris. All right, well, my best TV episode, I'm going with the Yellowstone Season 4 premiere. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, have you got that far, Ragnar? Yeah, oh, I'm to- I've seen every episode okay. now. I'm totally up to date. And what about you, Lillian? I don't want to spoil anything. Is what? The season four premiere of Yellowstone? Mm, not there yet. Okay, well, I won't, I won't but give that's it. okay. Go and spoil I, it. It's okay. No, I won't give any spoilers, any specifics, but I will say, like, that first ten minutes was jaw-dropping. Holy shit, what is happening? And yeah. it was so much so that when we were done the episode, I had to like rewatch that ten minutes because so much happens, and I kind of missed a few things because so much happened. Um, it it was amazing. It was like a holy shit! Like here we go. Um, yeah. And then uh, honorable mention, I'm gonna go with the Wandavision series finale uh, for favorite episode. Um, not so much for. Um, you know, the Wanda just kind of walks away with it. And, and uh, you know, what's her name? Monica Monica Rambeau's, like, telling Wanda, oh, you know, they, they don't realize what you did for them. It's like, she literally was holding them hostage. Like, you know, like, I realize she did everything subconsciously, but she ruined these people's lives. Like, don't feel sorry for her. Like, this is a bad thing. Um yeah. But I loved, like I said, the Vision versus Vision fight. I did like the Wanda Vision, or sorry, Wanda versus uh, Agatha Harkness. Although it did ring a little bit like Ray Skywalker, where you know, one minute Wanda doesn't realize she has these powers, like she she has powers, but not you know these um, immense powers. She fi- then she finds out she possesses them, and then then she's like an expert at it. And it's like, uh, you know, it's a little bit of the Ray Skywalker thing. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who was like, really? Really? Yeah. But, I mean, the special effects were amazing. uh, Catherine Hahn was amazing as Agatha Harkness. I loved her. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I did feel bad for for Wanda at the end, like when when, uh, Vision and and her family disappears. Um, But at the same time time like i just for that vision on vision fight like that was so awesome and then you know where's this new you know not what well, where's the white vision going like obviously he's going to be in the mcu going forward um but yeah that would be my honorable mention all right so the next category is best movie uh lillian what is your pick for best movie of 2021 Okay, so... Oh, this was a hard one. With an honorable Uh, mention. Aside from obvious... You know, honestly, my favorite movie so far that I watched with the family um, was The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Um, That is one we've actually watched more than once, and we just love it so much. Hmm. Um, Which is funny, because when we just watched Ron Gone Wrong, it was very much the same idea where a machine is, you know not behaving as it should mm-hmm. whereas in Mitchell's versus machines you know they they come up with this idea of this technology that's most supposed to make your life easier and then it tries to kill you um but such a good movie we thoroughly love it and it's something that i i definitely want to get for our van for driving for long trips 
If you haven't seen it, please do. It's so good. It's so good. Um, just the idea of a family that's disconnected because the daughter's a techie nerd and her his dad doesn't her dad just doesn't understand her weird little YouTube videos. <laughs> and then they almost die because of crazy robots. And the dad learns to give his daughter some leeway and to accept her ideas. And she learns to respect her dad in his weird ways. And they kick ass and save the world with a pug. Awesome. That is fantastic. It's so good. And that was, that one is, so that's my favorite one that I definitely, that came out. Um, when it comes to like, aside from, I'm trying not to say Spider-Man. Just because that's just an understanding. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. I'm trying to think of everything but Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so we're just going to have to say, you know, Disney did good this year. So, you know, the Mitchells versus the Machines. And also, I, we thoroughly enjoyed, I'm just going cartoons, apparently. Ray and the Last Dragon was on there. Um, super honorable mention on the side note to Tick, Tick, Boom, which was a musical that just came out on Netflix. And it does star Andrew Garfield, who's singing. And it's mm. wonderful, and it's the story of the guy who actually made Rent the Musical, and he he died from an aortic dissection, which um, two of my dearest friends have had, and one of them didn't make it, one of them did, but it is just such a good movie. The music's fun, it's wonderful, but, mm. so, yeah, All right. that's me. Uh, Ragnar, uh, best movie, and honorable mention. Dune, Dune, hands down. Okay. That is on my list. <laughs> Dune was hands down the best movie of the year and the best movie I have seen maybe since Rogue One came out. It was Ooh. it was awesome and it was exactly what I was hoping for and then it went beyond my expectations. And my expectations on Dune were high because A, I've read the book. B, I've seen the terrible movie from the 80s, mm-hmm. and C, I really like some of the films that this director, Denis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. has done. Like, his version of Blade Runner 2049 was awesome. I don't like the main actor guy. I don't think that guy can act, but the the world and the special effects and the story and the movie were awesome. Who's the man? Is that Timothy? No. no um, in, uh, the main actor? It's um, Ryan Gosling. In in, tw- in Blade Runner 2049. In Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I thought you were talking about Dune, and I'm like, No, what? no, no. Dune, <laughs> Dune was great. Um, so when they told me he was doing it, I was like, he's going to nail it. Like, he is going to do this movie right. Mm-hmm. And my the only possible issue I could raise is that the movie ended, like, not even halfway through the book. So are they going to make three movies out of this book or just two? They're going to hobbit that's, this thing. That's kind of my concern because there's definitely <laughs> enough material to make one more movie. I'm not 100% sure there's enough for three. But if they try to cram all the rest of the book into one movie, it's going to be uh, that's a that's going to be a tough job. Well, my, my, my hope is that they'll do at least a three hour movie for part two. Oh, I guarantee and, it'll be. And then if they want to go longer than that, then do a special edition for, you know, when you release it on Blu-ray. Yeah, and that might be what, what we get. We might get a, here's the movie, and then here's the the actual movie later, which is just too long for theaters. Because even that movie, I had to, 
I, you know, of course, like got a combo with popcorn. You know, it's the first movie I'd been back to since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like a year or two before that, I, I just stopped going to movies. So, you know, I went all out. I bought popcorn. I bought pop. I bought candy. I did all that. And of course, I, you know, get a giant liter cola. You're going to have to pee halfway through the movie. So that yep. sucked. <laughs> um, and then by the and then even then by the end I'm like oh my god I'm dying I gotta go, but it was awesome and that that is hands down the best movie that came out this year in my opinion or for me, with a close honorable mention to the you know Spider Man three, mm-hmm. which I I did really like, but my my complaint about it, which is very silly, was just it was all the things I expected. But there wasn't anything in it that I didn't really expect. Well, that's where I'm excited to get into that with you guys, because I know that we all were like, yay! And yeah. then, wait a minute. Yeah, there there was like two, there were two things, oh man, I, I made a note somewhere. There were like two things in it that surprised me, and they were both very minor things. Um, but anyways, it was awesome. Definitely recommend it. If you like the Spider-Man movies, any of them, you'll like this one. Um, and then I just wanted to throw out that I really wanted to go see the new Ghostbusters movie, but unfortunately it's not playing anymore, so I missed my window on it. I don't think it would have been the best of movie of the year, but I still really wanted to see it. And I saw the new Matrix movie, and it is definitely my pick for worst and most pointless movie of the year. We need to do, Can we please do... A new, like an episode in the new year of our worst fate, like the worst things that came out of 2021 and what we hope doesn't have. Because I have a list of them. I have, when I was planning for this, I have a list of bad TV shows and and movies that came out. Like, they bombed. Oh, man. Well, the the, the Matrix 4 is going to, you know, a week from now, it'll disappear from theaters and you'll never see it or hear about it again because it was so. It's not even that it was bad, it was just absolutely pointless when you get to the end of it you're like there literally was no point to the story in this movie and the matrix was known for being cutting edge science fiction and action and this this didn't deliver on either of those fronts either so the action sequences weren't were kind of boring compared to what they'd done before the science fiction felt very like, yeah, we've already seen this. And then the story has absolutely no point. So it failed on all fronts. I mean, you're like um, the fourth person I've seen that has posted about this, about how they could have like totally done epically the new Matrix. And it's like they just started off with good intentions and then yep. face planted to Hard. Earth. Like yeah. bad, like this was a bad... Yeah. The, the the way yeah. um I heard it described um is basically it's like the Force Awakens for the Matrix. Oh no, no, no. It's nowhere near that good. Oh really? Cuz oh, and and by that oh, no. uh the, what this person means is the Force Awakens is basically them retelling the original Star Wars movie but doing a worse yeah. job. Um but at least at least at least introducing new characters some of whom were cool. Okay. And at least having some good action sequences. Okay, because yeah, like they they said, like this movie 
you know. No, a, no, it, it, not even. Because they, they couldn't get Lawrence Fishburne to come back, so they recast a dude but, who looks just like him, but is doesn't have any personality. And then, and then they they couldn't and they couldn't get Hugo Weaving, so they they cast a dude who looks nothing like him and sounds nothing like him and has no menace or interest at all. And the only good part is that NPH Neil Patrick Harris is in it, and he doesn't even have that big a part, and that is like the highlight. See, the funny uh, thing is, you mentioned Force Awakens, and I vividly remember doing a podcast with you, Chris where years ago we talked about The Force Awakens, and I remember being so angry about it <laughs> and just basically arguing the entire time about how much crap it was. So if you're telling me The Matrix is worse than The Force Awakens, oh, which I it, hated. Like it, it just, there's just absolutely no point. There's no point to it at all. They could have rebooted the whole franchise. There was a point in the movie when they were doing that, and you're like, okay, all right. I'll go along with this, and then they just do nothing with it, and it's so pointless. There's there's absolutely no point to it. So, yeah, so that'll be in and out of theaters real fast. Um, yeah, and, and like a year a year from now, nobody will even talk about it. It'll be like it never happened. See, and that I just s- makes me really sad. I I seen uh, an interview or heard of an interview that someone did with Lawrence Fishburne. And apparently he wasn't even asked to be in this. Like he, oh, I guess that's even worse. I guess he said like, yeah, I would have done it if they had asked me, Oof. but brutal. Ooh, that's just... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs way down, like way down. Well, now I have All to right. watch it just to be the most judgmental bitch ever. Honestly, it's not even worth it. Like, you, it's not funny. It's not interesting. It, but it's the, so bad. The trailer makes it look so nostalgic. And yeah, I, well, I I also yeah. heard that uh, you know back in 1999 when they did the first Matrix movie, uh, mm-hmm. Car- is a Car- Carrie Moss, right? That's her name, Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss and and uh, Keanu Reeves. Like when they did their actions, it was like jaw dropping. It was like whoa. Oh but yeah. With, but with this movie, they say it. You could tell they're in their fifties trying to do an Spe- action. Especially movie. Keanu, his action scenes. He looks old and he can't. Looks like it's not convincing. Yeah. Which is but funny because you watch old. the John Wick movies and it's pretty convincing. Yeah. But uh, not in this one. No, but in the John Wick movies, he's supposed to be older. He's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah tired grungy kind of and they thing, should have right? done that with they should have done that with his character here they should have just had him be like hey i can't do that stuff anymore and and they they could have built it into the show and it could have been great but they didn't and hmm. the action sequences were were not there weren't very many of them and they were not very memorable to begin with and then on top of that yeah, there's those issues yeah no yeah it was yeah it was a yeah it was a stink. <gasps> oh, dear Lord. Total, total. I just have to shout out as well. Just random. Actually, no, I'm going to do it later. So our next category, I've got it. I'm going to put it into that category. I'm squirreling something. All right. Anyway, okay. next. Yeah, keep going. Talk. Uh, yeah, best. So best movie was Dune. Second best movie was Spider-Man. And for <laughs> for me, I'm the opposite. Spider-Man was the best for me. Mm-hmm. Dune was a close second. Dune was originally the best until I saw Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I am. I can perfectly accept that from you, my friend. And then um, you've got little old me in the corner with the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, which all sound great too. <laughs> all right, so we got uh, three more categories here: best actress, TV, mm-hmm. or film. Um, I went with Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision just because I th- I thought she did amazing um, playing you know this character in those different time periods. Uh, and an honorable mention is uh, Kelly Riley, uh, who plays yeah. Beth Dutton on Yellowstone. Uh, oh, you beat me! Yeah, she'd be my number one pick. Yeah, she. It's hard to believe she's English. Like, she plays such a good American. Um, you know, with the you know with the Western, uh, you know, Montana accent that. It, it's amazing to think she's British. Um, she's so good. Um, Lillian, best actress in TV or film? Well, obviously I had that one because, I mean, Yellow Knife, you've warped us all with. She's been fantastic. <laughs> I've seen some oh, yeah. memes on Facebook be like, be like Beth. Um, however, at the same time, I also loved... I not just in Hawkeye. I'm a big fan of hers and everything else. And she did. She's been on a couple TV shows this year as well, uh, like namely Dickinson. But I love Haley Steinfeld. Is uh, just, um, she's blossoming and beautiful. Oh, she's absolutely beautiful. Is that Dickinson? Is that where is? Because I seen this on Facebook. Someone posted it. Because she plays Emily Dickinson. Yeah, there's a scene where she makes out with another woman. Is that in that show? Yes. Well, now now I know what I'm watching next. I'm not. I think that's the one because I. I don't. I don't think. I've only just started this, and I'm like, this is amazing. But I'm by. I love so many ridiculous. Yeah, she's so awesome. I I want to. She's so good, and I mean. I I uh, I just want to throw. Um, real quickly. No, I, I was going to say she's also in the new Arcane show that came out on Netflix with League of Legends. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, I just wanted to throw out there real quickly that Marvel has done an amazing job casting new characters, like finding these awesome actresses. Like, yeah, um, Haley Steinfeld, amazing as, you know, uh, Kate Bishop, but also, uh, that, uh, Florence Pugh as, um, uh, uh, Black Widow's sister, um, blanking on her name now, her character's name. Um, Yolanda? Yolanda, yeah. Like, she is so, I love her. Mm-hmm. And and those two together in Hawkeye, like oh, that, that, like that whole. such chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, like that whole craft dinner scene and then the elevator scene and oh, them fighting. Or even when they're fighting and they're, and they're trying, like, stop, you know, stop liking me. No, I like you too much. You know, like, yeah. it was so great. Yeah. Like they, they Marvel the said such a good Hawkeye job. And by the tree, like, come yeah. on, that was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still can't get over what they did to the Rockefeller Center tree, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, Ragnar, uh, best actress, TV or film? Well, I mean, we we pretty much covered it, you know. All right. the, the award the award goes out to Yellowstone for <laughs> yep. for the portrayal of Beth Dutton because she is just spectacular. So, yep, yeah. with the you know honorable mention to uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, excellent. All right, next category: Best Actor, TV or Film. Uh, Ragnar, we'll, we'll start with you. 
Well, that's a that's a bit trickier. Um, I really like um, what's his name Cole Hauser, who plays Rip mm. on Yellowstone. Yep. I mean, Beth and Rip are the best characters on the show. Yep. Followed by Kevin Cosner as as the dad. Mm-hmm. The the rest of the cast, I could honestly take them or leave them. I'm not super invested in the rest of them. Um, but those those three are the really they're the whole show. They're the best, best and most interesting characters, and and the best actors on the series. Um, so I, I'm going to pick him. Um, I will. I do have to throw out a caveat. I'm not liking season four nearly as much as I liked seasons one, two, and three. I'm finding it kind of slow. Not a whole lot is happening, and it's a lot more. This is what the characters are like in their everyday lives, and and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Because I like the characters, but I'm finding as a whole the show's season four, anyways, to me is feeling kind of like, well, we uh, we did our whole storylines, and then they wanted us to make more, so we made more, but we don't really have anything new to say. Maybe, maybe it's building up to something more exciting, but as a whole, season four did not rock my socks the way seasons one, two, and three did, but. I still think he's he's fantastic in that role. And I was thinking, and I know this will never happen, and if it did, it would be horrible, but if you ever remade Star Trek Next Generation, he should play Riker. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be good. Because I think he could pull that off, yeah. I, I mean, I hope they never do. It would be a nightmare. You know, it would probably be as, as bad or worse than Picard. But I was just thinking, like, hey... He could pull off Riker really well. That'd be all right. Yeah, he does have a good beard. Um, yeah, and, it, he's, and he can be stern and commanding. And then there's other times when he's definitely got that mischievous twinkle in his eye. But again, like in in the way that like you know, I didn't realize Kelly Riley was British until I yeah. actually seen her and stuff. Um, the guy who plays Rip, uh, he's actually a redhead. Yeah. So like the the, the yeah. black the black hair and the black beard that's just you know that's not yeah but I mean that's the same with the guy who plays Loki Tom Hiddleston he's blonde that is and true he's not very he's not pale or black haired yeah that is and, true yeah, that's what he's famous for so yeah. I mean he's lucky on that front he can grow a beard and grow his natural hair out and walk mm-hmm. around the streets and nobody has any idea who he is um have you seen eighteen eighty three yet. No, no. Yeah, that and that's another kicker because you have to subscribe to Paramount Plus because yeah. Amazon, Amazon Prime doesn't have it in Canada. Uh, yeah. But but I did, and it's awesome. Like I love it. Cool. It's so good. I love cool. westerns. Um, so I'll, I'll go next uh, for best actor. My honorable mention is Tim McGraw. He plays uh, the the Kevin Costner's great grandfather Dutton. In this okay. series, and Tim McGraw's awesome. Like he, he, he was born to play this character, I think. Um, but my favorite actor in a TV or film this year is Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah, Spider Man: yeah. No Way From Home. Like when he showed up and just you know like, and they did the scene you know where he's like hanging from the ceiling, and then he has to go get the cobweb for Someone. Ned's grandma. Um, I mean, but, 
but when he when he saves uh, MJ, and then you see him, mm-hmm. you know, crying, you know, because that, that that was terrible. Oh, the that way, was awesome. you know, well, it was terrible in Amazing Spider-Man two that they killed off Gwen. Like I realize in the comic book she dies that way, but I didn't want to actually see it in a movie. And nope. um, but this, you know, he he catches MJ, saves her life. And I and I thought it was such a redeeming moment for him, and you, you know you see the tears in his eyes as he's you know reliving the death of Gwen. Um, he was so good, like and and I did not like Amazing Spider-Man two. I did not like Amazing Spider-Man one, but I did like the cast. Like I thought Andrew Garfield was perfectly cast as Peter Parker. Um, I thought Emma Emma Stone was perfectly cast as Gwen Stacy. Um, I loved which, uh, by the way, they're calling her Ghost Spider. All of the current kids' comic like cartoons with Gwen Spider Gwen, mm-hmm. yeah, like all yeah. the kids not cartoons, all of their toys in Walmart and everything, they've got Spider Gwen, but she's called Ghost Spider. <laughs> this is not a thing. Yeah, boycott it, Ghost Spider. It, it might be in the comics. Like Night I'm, Monkey. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um. Uh, Martin Sheen at, uh, as Uncle Ben, Sally Field as Aunt May, like they were great. Yeah, it's just it oh, was yeah. it was a badly written two mm-hmm. movies. Um, but now that we've gotten you know like the Spider Man away from home and it's kind of opened things up, like they totally could do an Amazing Spider Man three now, and I would go watch it. Um, oh yeah. Same with uh, if they did a uh, Spider-Man four with Tobey Maguire, I'd go watch that too. Oh man, that'd be awesome! Yep, absolutely. And, and you know what? I think we should we should throw out a shout out. Willem Dafoe was was also standout oh, yeah. in that. He also maintained he had to do his own stunts, which was yeah. badass. And he's like in his he's like sixty three or something. Sixty seven. Sixty seven. Because yep. I the thing I read said he told them the only way he would come back was mm-hmm. if he was allowed to do his own stunts. Yep. Because yep. he said it was kind of boring in the other films when he didn't get to do all that part, and he's like, he felt he felt that he wasn't really the character because half the movie he was somebody else doing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I want to if we're throwing a shout out to Willem Dafoe, I want to throw a shout out to Alfred Molina because he well, yeah. he is yeah. Doc Ock for for me. I, I love and th- him. And those those two were stellar in the film. Absolutely, they were they were, they were both absolutely stellar. And I, I was super glad also, to see... He was one of my first crushes. Willem Dafoe. Like, uh, yeah, so it was funny. When I saw him as Doc Ock, I was like, hello. But what? long, 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 long ago, he did a movie with Sally Field called Not Without My Daughter, where he was an abusive ass of a husband. Oh, that was him? Not going into... Yeah, that was. I'm pretty sure that was him. Like, I, I, I haven't seen that movie. Like, I watched that movie when it came out in theaters. I think I was, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Alfred Molina. Um, I didn't realize that. Wow. No, it was. It was such a good movie. I mean, he was. I mean, the the man he portrayed was like a terrible person. Oh yeah. But yeah. I'll never forget thinking, "Dang, this guy is pretty." And that's when I realized he probably <laughs> have issues and daddy problems. But still, um, he's Doc Ock. He is beautiful. He's a wonderful actor. He's just gorgeous. But yeah. And, and he was in Raiders of Lost Ark. He was in the. He's in the opening scene when uh, Harrison Ford has the boulder going. Uh, rolling down. Mm-hmm. He was the assistant yep. that gets That's killed. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He's the sweaty guy. 
Yeah, he's the one that wouldn't throw him the whip and tried to betray him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been in other films, too. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, so, Lillian, best actor, TV, or film? Honestly, this one is easy, just because he's fantastic, and he just won an award, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Three Guy was such a fun movie. Um, we we just loved it. It was so much fun. But Ryan's had one heck of a year, and I just I adore his spirit, and mm-hmm. he's beautiful, and his gin is delicious. Excellent. Although Red Notice was terrible. <laughs> and and I, and I love I love his uh, choice in women. You know, um, Alanis Morissette, Scarlett Johansson. Which now, most people and, and now Blake you know, Lively. An entire generation who don't know he was married to her. What uh, Alanis? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well. I, like I, I, I mean, Jay Lo Pill's one of my favorite albums of all time, so I love Alanis. Um, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, then he moved on to Scarlett Johansson, and then now he's with Blake Lively. Like, kudos to this guy. He, you know, golf clap, right? You know, congratulations, man. Like, you did good. And he's Canadian, which is awesome. Um, all right. So we are at the final category, and that is the best moment in pop culture in 2021. Let's go with Lillian. What was your best moment? I'm sorry. I know we're going to talk about it later. No, don't be sorry. Don't apologize. But the moment when Andrew Garfield stepped through the loop, Mm -hmm. like... That was just, we all knew, we all hoped, they tried to keep it a secret, but we all hoped, you know, everybody was sure. Yep. Um, yeah. But um, it was just, it was beautiful and funny. He got bread thrown at himself, but it was just that, it was excitement because it's like so much more can happen. But, ah, that was my favorite. That was probably for me, that was just, it was happiness. S- same when here. Vote, when everybody walked through. Yeah. yeah, same here, Lillian. That's my, that's my pick as well. Hmm. Well, I was going to say the theater I was in, Tobey Maguire got the bigger cheer. Oh, yeah. yeah See, yeah. I just, I couldn't get over how big his ears were. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but he got the bigger cheer. Like, at Garfield, everyone was happy, but McGuire was the one where he got the bigger cheer. Ironically, the theater I was in got a bigger laugh when they called him a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, that's 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 my pick right there too. Uh, Ragnar, uh, best moment for you, pop culture in twenty twenty one. that's a that's a tough pick because the Spider Man moments were pretty damn great, but I feel like there were probably some some more exciting ones, um, like even just seeing the first trailer for Spider Man. That was a pretty mm-hmm. big moment for pop culture. And being like, oh, this is going to be as good as we think it's going to be. But you know what? I'll stick with you guys. We'll go with the appearance of of um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Those were that that was pretty damn great. Excellent. Uh, I have an honorable mention. Uh, the Russians take Moonbase again. If no one's watching, for all mankind, it was so awesome. It was in the penultimate episode of season two. And I didn't see it coming, and my jaw dropped. Like, the last five minutes of that episode was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Um, And then another one real quick. 
seeing the uh, the sandworm uh, devour that uh, oh, that spice yeah. miner, I was like, oh was my awesome. god, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, all right, well that is our list of uh, the best of 2021. So let's move on to our next segment, which is brain candy. So we've already discussed uh, a lot of it already, but let's continue on. Uh, Spider-Man. Um, no way, uh, no way home, right? Like that's no way. Yeah, no way home. Uh, I, the, these home movies got me all confused. There's Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Like it was so good. Um, I, you know, like my own, the only complaint I have, like, honestly, this movie for me is like a solid 4.5 out of 5. It's near perfect. It it's it's up there with almost as it's almost up there with Endgame and Infinity War in my opinion. Um, my only complaint is I w- I actually wish it was longer. Like I wish we got like another half an hour with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the, in the movie. Because um, I kind of felt like because I mean they didn't show up until just before the climax of the movie. So two thirds of yeah, the movie show up towards the end. Yeah, yeah two thirds of the movie they're not even in, and I understand from a story perspective it made sense, um, but I wish we got a little bit more. Like I would love to see more. You know, like them just driving to the school to 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 you know to go to the MCU, Peter. Um, I, I would you know I'm assuming that's how they got there. Maybe Ned opened a portal. I don't know, but I would love to have more more exchanges between them. And, uh, yeah, um, that's my, really my only complaint about it. Um, I love the fact that, like I said, this opens things up for possibly another Amazing Spider-Man 3 or a Spider-Man 4. Like, Sony can really do anything at this point. And I, th- I really think instead of focusing on Venom movies and, like, they got that Morbius movie coming out, just... Yeah, that looked terrible. Yeah, well, it, it here's the thing though. Like if we're going into weird crushes of lily beans here, um in the Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. Morbius was hot and <laughs> wait, like I don't care if he had suction things on his hand, like he was awesome and I was horribly obsessed with his storyline, like horribly obsessed. And so when I saw Morbius coming out, I'm going Okay, um, how are we doing this? Because in the cartoon, like I loved him, I loved him. Yeah, and I, and He's I'm pretty, and I'm confused because originally I thought this was going to be like part of the MCU uh, because Michael Keaton's in it, and I I was been I've been told he's playing the same character, the Vulture, that he played in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, Mm. so is that happening? Like, is this character in the MCU? Um, because uh, I think in this movie, um, No Way Home, there's something mentioned about something that happened in San Francisco. And I think that's what they're referencing is Morbius. Because this movie was actually supposed to come out in 2020. Oh, okay. We'll have but, to see. Like, I know that it could be really bad. I know that they have the opportunity to make something terrible. 
I don't know. The trailer looked awful. That's not funny. My husband just sits over in the corner. He's like, come on, it's DC. What do you expect? Well, it's it's Marvel. No, it's Marvel, honey. Yeah, Morbius. Morbius. Oh, he's like, never mind, it's Sony. (laughs) Yeah, it's Sony. Um... But I mean, they got they got a good cast. Like I I don't mind Jared Leto, um, and like I said, Michael Keaton's in it, um, and Jared Harris is in it. I love Jared Harris. So eh, you know, but I I really hope going forward, based on No Way Home, that Sony might say, hey, why don't we do a Spider Man four with Tobey Maguire? Why don't we finally see like the Scorpion that we were supposed to see in Spider Man four? Um, but they, but they all got sent home fixed. So my question was, when I came out of this movie, does this change the timelines at all? Like, does Doc Ock go back and not die? Like, yeah, like, what, that, what does this do? Yeah, it, yeah, and and will the will the Spider Man like if they're if they go back and things because they were pulled back at a later point in time uh, in their time. So mm-hmm. the so will they remember the way things were? If it's changed, or will they be changed with it? Well, I don't know, because I got confused. Because when, when Doc Ock was talking about his machine, mm-hmm. and then he was talking about fighting Spider-Man, and then he remembers going underwater, and then he was there. Yeah. Um, so, does he return underwater? That's the thing, I don't know. Like I, Because that that's the thing. They say the reason why they came was because they knew Spider-Man's identity, but yet Jamie Foxx didn't know Peter Parker mm-hmm. was Spider-Man. And in this movie, he even says, like, I always thought you were a black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was actually, that was funny. But... Was a nice little nod, and there was a nice little nod to Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, like, I, I just hope this open... Like, honestly, I'm I'm all for more Spider-Man movies, even if it's not Tom Holland, even uh, if it's Tobey Maguire, if it's Andrew Garfield. And I would love for them to, you know, if they do a movie with one of those two, use them, use it as a way of introducing, like, Miles Morales. Like, I would love to see Miles Morales in live action. Um, all right. Uh, Lillian, your thoughts on, on the movie? Well, I mean, like I said, I walked away from this movie with so many questions about, like, the time space and Mm -hmm. so many, like, my brain breaks with stuff like this because automatically I'm like, hold still, what rules are we following? What what, what context is this going into? He fixed them, yay. Um, He spent three quarters of the movie trying to fix them to what end? Like, you know, it's all about Aunt May died because he was doing the right thing. And at the same time, it was like, but we don't know what the climax of this is. So he sends them back, and then what? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the point of this is. Did Aunt May die for nothing? Like, did all of this, you know, everything happen um, for what? Like, he could have sent them back at any point. If they were just going to die, it would have been moot. The only Mm -hmm. person who would have known that he fixed them now is him. Like, I just... I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where they go with this, and I really hope they do go somewhere with this. Otherwise, I will be horribly disappointed um, because that is the biggest flaw, I think, with this movie. is It was so much fun, nostalgic. I love all the Spider-Mans. I love the way they do things. Like, getting his back cracked by Tobey Maguire was amazing. And the pep talk where he's like, no, you are amazing. 
Yeah. You are amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it's just so good. They're so good. And, you know, you know when, when Toby stops them from killing Green Goblin, and you're like, this is just tiny moments. Like, just like you said, when he catches Gwen, right? Yep. Uh, or he, he catches yeah. MJ. It's these little moments where you're like, they're, they're validating things. Um, but at the same time, it's like, to what end? What what are we doing here? And I, I halfway through the moment the movie, I'm going, I get it, I love it, I'm living for it. At the same time, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, I was kind of stuck on that. I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, I don't even remember what you know. I honestly forgot about Sandman. I don't know what's gonna like. He goes back home. Does he find his family? Like, hopefully, I'm hoping so. Yeah, we can hope. Like, I've got so many questions, so many what ifs. Um, but it was so good, and you know, Doctor Strange was amazing. Um, my favorite part, um, aside from the whole Spider-Man showing up and us getting our little threesome, was you know the part where he astral projects him and he's like trying to reach for the box. And yep. He's like, "How are you doing this? You're yep. not supposed to be able to do this." I'm like, "Is it because of his Peter Tingle?" Yep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Because yeah. the, ne- the, the Peter's just like this is fun. Yeah. The neat thing when he's in his uh, astral form, you can actually see the waves above his head, just like in the comic books. Yep. Like that's how they show his spider sense in the comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Ragnar, your thoughts on the movie? Um. Okay. So. I loved it. It was great. It it was all the things that I was hoping it would be and all the things that it sort of, you know, hinted that it was going to be. Um, I think what I needed to, to, to really push me over the edge and say this is the best movie ever, that sort of sentiment, mm-hmm. is I think they needed to have an element show up in the middle that nobody saw coming. So the the trailer showed us that Green Goblin was coming and the trailer showed us that Doc Ock was coming and some of the posters showed Electro and Sandman and Lizard. So we sort of knew they were all going to show up and we just sort of figured that the other two Spider-Men were going to come too. I think they needed to have another villain be in there that nobody saw coming. There was a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I do agree um, with you, Ragnar, because originally I thought this was going to be like a Sinister Six type of scenario. Yeah, and I think they should have went there. Like, I totally think. I, I think well, they well, should have. Thrown... They, I saw. I saw articles talking about the Sinister Six. Um. Well, they didn't show they had Lizard. Yeah, and Electro and Doc Ock and Green Goblin. That's not six. Yeah, so there was only Sandman. five, and there was only five there was only of them. Five. So yeah, I think I, they should have. I think they should have pulled out some, and you could have had Michael Keaton come back as Vulture, because mm-hmm. that's already been established. Or you could have picked a villain that we haven't seen in the films yet. Hmm. Anyways, that that's just me. Maybe that's asking too much. I just no, I I, I totally agree with you, Ragnar. I I really thought there was gonna be a like because I really thought like they obviously they're not gonna call them the Sinister Six, 
Because like yeah. that, that's a comic book thing, right? Like no yeah. supervillain team's gonna say we're the Sinister Six, you know. Yeah. Or like we're the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. No, no one thinks of themselves as as evil or sinister. As evil. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, yeah, I was I was expecting there that sixth villain to show up. Like maybe it would be a you know some maybe a, a villain original to this movie. Um, yeah. Well, that would have been fine too. Because I know that, that's a, a little nitpick that I had. Um, and and Lillian's right. There is a question about if if they don't continue with any of those other characters again, did Peter actually achieve anything, or was it really just for himself? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was only two surprises in it for me. The first one was Aunt May dying. Did not see that coming. Not me either. Did not see I that. I actually thought it was done very badly. And whereas my daughter may have been weeping, I was sitting there angry. <laughs> Well, that was the yeah yeah I I I didn't see it coming, and I was kind of surprised by it. Um, although I see how it sets up the motivation for Peter to to want to not save you know want to kill kill Green Goblin. Um, and I did not see the clip at the end coming with Venom showing up. I didn't see them hinting that they were going to bring Tom Hardy's Venom into the the spider-man mcu fold mm-hmm. so those those are the only two things that i didn't see coming um i gotta say i did not care for the tom hardy venom movies i thought they were really hokey and i was super disappointed with them a lot of people love them so i'm i don't think i'm in the the majority here but i thought they were terrible they, were they better than what they did in the third toby mcguire movie Yes. Were they were they as good as most of the Marvel films? No. Does it have potential? Yeah. Yeah, with with better writers and better directors, it could be really cool. But I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Well, to be honest, I've never watched them and I really don't have any desire to watch them cuz I I'm yeah. like first and foremost is I am not a Venom fan. Like I liked Venom when he you know when the when the the suit originally became bad and and took over Eddie Brock. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. thinking, "Holy shit, like this is awesome." And then it was kind of like the with Wolverine, like in the 90s, he became so popular yeah. like every issue, you know, of what you know, whatever, yeah. you know, Wolverine was guest starring, you know, like they that was like kind of a mandate yeah. from Marvel. It's like we got to get Venom we got to overuse Venom and we got to overuse Wolverine because they're the, our most popular characters right now. Yeah. And yeah. when, and when they made Venom a good guy, I just rolled my eyes. Like why? Like this is dumb. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I would love to see like, you know, no offense to Tom Hardy. I think he's a fine actor and everything, but Eddie Brock is supposed to be like a, like a linebacker type of body. And I think someone like Brock Lesnar would would make a good Venom because he's well. Built. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have Venom be a villain, yes, yeah. you need to cast somebody huge and scary. Yeah. The guy who played the Mountain, except without the accent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Brock, yeah. Brock Lesnar would, would be that. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I I knew the Venom. Like I was actually, it wasn't until I seen the mid credits scene I was like, oh yeah, because. It uh, one of the channels I follow on YouTube talked about it that that was like a end mid credit scene in the last Venom movie 
was Venom or Eddie Brock waking up in a hotel and then the whole Peter Parker reveals on TV and then, and then Venom's telling him we got to go find him. And then he never, they never do, (laughs) you know, like they, like, I guess he just sits in the bar during the whole movie. And that which is fine, funny which when... is fine by me. So I guess technically there was six villains, I guess, if you include Venom. Yeah, but he didn't. No, but he didn't count. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think that would have blown me. I think if they'd done something like that, Tom Hardy's Venom shows up in this film completely unannounced. Nobody saw it coming. No poster shots, no trailer footage. I think that would have would have done it for me. I would have been yeah. like, yeah, five out of five. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but between the posters and the trailers, there wasn't really a lot of surprise for me other than Aunt May dying. So so that, that's a, a nitpick. Um, and I was reading a thing today that said during one of the parts when um, Jay Jonah is doing his, his rant, mm-hmm. there's a an infographic that scrolls across the scene that hints at Zeus showing up in Asgard, I didn't catch it. I, I read this online. Hmm. When I go see the film again, I'll pay more attention to that. But um, apparently, there's a strong rumor going around now that that Zeus is going to show up in the next Thor film, um, and it's and that it was hinted at here. Yeah, and I had heard that Hercules and supposedly. Oh yeah, yeah. When Hercules is introduced, apparently he's going to be gay. Which, like, I I don't mind gay characters. Don't get me wrong. But Hercules in the comic books is known as a womanizer. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like, I got nothing against gay characters, but. I'd be very upset. Um, Not because, like, from a political side of view, I I can understand incorporating characters Mm -hmm. or, like, my son pointed out. That Yelena is is asexual, so she even in the comics it's canon. Like, mm-hmm. and comics have never shied away from sexuality, but in turning someone gay who's not gay is just, ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I hadn't heard that they were going to introduce Hercules at all. So yeah, I'm not Hercules, sure. Hercules. Yeah, I'm not sure what what movie he's being introduced in. Like I. I thought he was going to turn yeah. up in the Eternals, but he never did. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, the Aunt May thing, that did take me by surprise. Because mm-hmm. I just assumed, and I think a lot of people did, that Uncle Ben also died in the MCU, but they just don't talk about it. Like, it, it, yeah. ha- it happened. Yeah. I, I just figured it happened before. You yeah, know? But uh, I guess not. Not not if if May's giving the speech. Like I'm thinking, there is no Uncle Ben in the MCU. Oh, maybe that's what that's what that's why it took me by surprise when she started talking about you know with great power there must also be great responsibility. I'm like, oh shit, she's gonna die. As soon as she said that, I was like, she's dead. No, not me, not Aunt May. Uh, but yeah, like I was taken totally by surprise, and and in a good way, I guess. Um. Because I did not see that coming at all. Um, I love seeing Charlie Cox uh, show up as Matt Murdock. Yeah, that was awesome. The entire theater just died when yeah. that happened. Yeah. 
my my only and my only another complaint there. You've introduced him. We all know who he is. You you've shown that he's you know more than a normal lawyer. Mm-hmm. Why not have him show up again later? Well, the, yeah, like I'm hoping mm-hmm. Disney or Marvel has something planned. I did hear a rumor. Oh, this, I'm sure. Yeah. This is just a rumor. Sure. That the next Spider-Man movie that that they do with Tom Holland is going to have Daredevil in it. And also Vincent D'Onofrio as the bad guy, as Wilson Ooh, Fisk. As Kingpin, yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, well, cause, like you said, you know, Fisk is one of the best bad guys, so, like, and, they do him well. And he is originally which, which a Spider-Man the villain. Daredevil TV show. The, mm-hmm. the Daredevil TV show, Fisk was incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, he was yep. half the show. You he was terrifying. There were moments in the show when you're like, am I rooting for Daredevil or am I rooting for Kingpin? I don't know. They're so com- He was so compelling. But but in the in Hawkeye, I'm like, oh, they just turned him into a typical comic book villain, and it was really disappointing. Yeah, Although, like my hubby had to describe to our son like the part where she's fighting him, and he's like a brick wall. Yeah, like, that Kingpin was fine. Is not a small but, man. Like he but is think a about, strong person. But think about the fight she put up, and how hard it was for him to defeat her versus when he fought Daredevil. Yeah. Right. Like this that that girl should have been nothing to him. He should have just picked her up, chucked her through a wall, and that would have been the end of her. Like, not she's dead, just she's yeah. out of that fight. Yeah. Yeah, and that... It was, way, it was way too cartoonish for me. Yeah, I I, I agree with, with you on that one. I did feel that, too. I didn't mind, like, the cane and the ascot, because that is from the comic book. Yeah, I know that's in his... And, yeah. So, and, and I mean, I, I could even allow the cane up to the point of, well, after his last fight with Daredevil, he's he's not quite recovered properly and he actually does use the cane occasionally okay i'm okay with the cane yeah it just seemed a little bit gaudy for the fisk that we'd been presented in the daredevil show yeah um but yeah i'm hopeful fingers crossed because uh as i was mentioning spider-man or uh kingpin is actually a spider-man villain like originally so it Mm -hmm. would totally make sense that they would do a movie with him and do more street level, yep. like you know, kind of get away from the cosmic and all that kind of stuff. I'd love just a street level teaming up with Daredevil. That'd be awesome. Um, That'd be awesome. It would be absolutely. Um, and it was exciting just to see, you know, him even in his lawyer persona. It was still like, okay, they're obviously like they're definitely we're going to see Daredevil again. We don't know exactly when, and we don't know exactly what it will look like. But them doing that tells us, yeah, you're going to see Daredevil again. Oh, yeah. Um, he might be his own show. He might be a sidekick. He might get his own movie. We don't know all that stuff yet. And they might tone him down the way they did with Kingpin. But we are going to see him again. And I hope they don't. Like, I, you know, like um, like in Canada, we, you know, Disney Plus has Star. So you get, um, yeah. like, the more rated R, you know, whatever stuff goes there. I gotta think if they're bringing Deadpool into the MCU and you know and Deadpool is rated R like he he sells better is rated R that I'm hoping they'll keep oh, yeah. Daredevil the same way. Um, fingers crossed. Um, but I in in the states I'm not sure what the equivalent to Star is. Um, but you know hopefully if if they don't want to have them you know associate you know rated r and not associated with disney per se that it, it, 
he'll be on the other streaming service, you know, in Canada, it's Star. Um, mm. I'm, I'm hopeful. I got to say, um, my favorite Kingpin moment from the Daredevil TV show is in season two, when Matt goes in the, into the prison to talk to him. And he, um, Wilson doesn't know yet that he suspects that Matt Murdock's Daredevil, but he doesn't actually know. And it's when, yeah. he, and then he trips him up during the, you know, while he's being interviewed. And then as soon as he realizes that Matt Murdock, I can't remember exactly how it went, but Matt Murdock answered something only Daredevil would know. And then that's when Wilson like grabs him by the head and slams him up in the, into the table. Yeah. And it's like, I, now I, I know. I sure you watch this. Yeah. It was so cool. And then Daredevil's got to escape the prison. Because Kingpin controls the prison and they and they're having a riot at the same time, like it was so awesome. Like that moment when he outsmarts Matt Murdock into revealing something only Daredevil would know, it was so awesome. It was so cool. My favorite, my favorite Kingpin moment. And yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's such a good actor, such a good actor. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, speaking of. Hawkeye, uh, what did you guys think? If anything you wanted to add to the to the Hawkeye series, I, I I really enjoyed it. I agree with Ragnar. You know, like I really felt like the whole Wilson and then him getting beat up by her, and then obviously they're not going to kill him off. Like we see a gun, we hear a gunshot off camera. There's no way that he's dead. Or apparently, well, I guess in the comic book, Echo did shoot him in the head, but he survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, and, and if they follow the comic, then he's not dead yet. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't think he's dead. And and I I didn't mind that actress that plays Echo, and I don't mind the concept. Apparently, she's getting her own Disney Plus series. Yeah, so, I, I was gonna say I like I liked her, but I didn't see anything interesting enough about her to give her her own series. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was kind of like. I think my favorite thing about her is the fact she's really deaf, and the rest yep. of the cast learns sign language for her. That's really cool, and she really does yeah. have uh, an amputated uh, bottom part of one of her legs as well. Like mm-hmm. that, like that. That's not I, the, that's not in the comic book. That's actually the actress. And I that think has that's that. great, but but the reality is, if you have a prosthetic leg like that, it wouldn't be an asset in a fight. It would be a weakness. And like she used it a bunch of times, like people punched her or whatever, and she used it like, haha, now you broke your hand. But the reality is, like, no, that would knock the prosthetic off. So yeah. How do you know she doesn't have a super prosthetic? Not like us minions well, with real. Okay, yeah, maybe. maybe but like, yeah, you never know because, like, yeah. if 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 Wilson Fisk is her, of, um, what was it? Um, what's the movie with the girl with the knives on her feet with Jamiel Jackson? King Kingsman. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got deadly prosthetics. Well, I. And I was going to say, like, in this universe, like, Stark tech is pretty big. So you would think, like, if Wilson is her, like, surrogate father or whatever, he would probably pay for the best, right, for well, her. Okay, and maybe and, and maybe if she gets her own show, they'll, they'll explore that. For me, yeah. I was not buying it. Um, well, yeah, she was fine, but I just didn't think she was an interesting enough character to get her own show. And also yeah. that other guy yeah. looked too much like Jon Snow for me. 
So were you not surprised when it was her boss was found out to be Kingpin? Like, that kind of caught me no. sideways. Cause... No, as soon as, as soon as Hawkeye said something about the big guy, I'm like, oh, it's got to be Kingpin. Well, yeah, I'm just slow. I just, I just thought it better be Kingpin because if it's an, you know, if it was like a red herring and it's, you know, not, you know, yeah, not Wilson Fisk, I would have been disappointed. I would have been like, this sucks. So does that technically mean that Ronan was hired by Fisk to kill the dude? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're connecting slow dots. Here. No, from what uh, the way I, I don't know, they didn't really like. Maybe I missed something, but the way I took it was. The Jon Snow looking guy dressed up as Ronan and, and killed them. Yeah. So that was my take. Yeah, so that Echo would blame Ronan and and and, and go that. after him. That that was my take, but I think perhaps we need to to somebody needs to revisit it and clarify. Yeah, that was and maybe it will be clarified in the Echo show. Um but that's how I took it, was that it was act because he wasn't there, right? And when she was asking him, where were you that night? And he, I can't remember yeah. what he said. I, I just figured, because, you know, I, I, because uh, Hawkeye never does say he did that to them. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But yeah. They, yeah. That guy looked, that guy looked too much like Jon Snow for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was the pearls, I think, in the scruffiness, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Jon Snow, I just want to throw this out there. I did go see Eternals, and I got to tell you. Is he in that? He is. He plays uh, Dane. Oh. Dane. Oh, what's his name? He plays the Black. He's going to be the Black Knight in the Marvel future going forward. Dane Whitman? Yeah, Dane Whitman. Um, Hmm. So, I mean, he's only in, like, maybe 10 minutes of the film altogether. Like, he's in the beginning, he's in the middle a little bit, and then at the end. But basically, they're building up his character. Like, he's, I think the rumor is he's going to be in the Blade movie, and he's going to be... Oh, yeah. Because he he gets the Ebony Blade, uh, which is, like, his um, house's uh, ancestral sword that's, you know, got powers and stuff. Um so he gets that in this movie. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, a lot of people said Eternals was terrible and stuff. Actually, I didn't mind it. It wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, you, you previously said that you enjoyed it. You said it was like three out of five. Yeah, like um, I would like not including Spider-Man, but out of the other Marvel movies that came out, you got Black Widow, you got Shang-Chi and you got Eternals that came out in 2021. Eternals is the best out of those three, <clears throat> I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it was... I, I, Shang-Chi didn't blow me away, and Black Widow, I thought, actually kind of sucked, which is weird because they had all the right ingredients. They had great cast, yep. good characters. It just, I don't know, for me, it, it, it didn't land. It didn't stick for me. Yeah. And I didn't see Eternals, and it's not in theaters anymore. No, I, I think it comes to Disney Plus in January. I believe. Yeah, it was just I, at my uh, town. It was just in our theaters, and we were like, eh, "We want to go," but eh. yeah, yeah. I, I was like that too. I was like, "Maybe I'll just wait." Maybe. And then I don't know. I got really. I felt really bad for our local theater because they're having a hard time. Like, 
Oh, um, for sure. And and they, I don't know exactly what's going on. Like they, like in our local theater, you can't actually get popcorn or anything to drink to to consume during the movie. Yeah, that's what, bizarre. Yeah, and I think it's like a. I guess because because they don't want you to take your mask off at all. Yeah, and I I I don't um, I don't know the whole story. It has something to do with our local health officer, and I think it's because they're not set up for the QR codes yet. Um, so that was a little weird, but, um, I mean, I did buy stuff on my way out for sure, but no, I, I, like, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like it really wasn't. Um, could it have been better? Oh yeah. It could have been way better. Uh, would this had been better as a Disney plus series? I really do think so. Um, yeah. Okay. I think if, I don't know if it's. Because Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, they would only do a movie. They, I, I'd imagine, because those oh, are the maybe. big names, right? Um, maybe they wouldn't do a TV series, but I mean, they could have totally recast those characters with with different actresses. Like they really didn't add anything to the movie to make a difference, mm. other than Angelina looked amazing as a, you know, a superheroine. Um. But no, I, I I actually liked it. It's it's better than any DC movie, that's for sure. Like honestly, it, it's not that bad. Um. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um. And I just also wanted to throw out there uh, with Brain Candy, I finally finished the first season of Heels, which is the wrestling <gasps> show with Stephen Amell. I liked it. I I did. Um, my only complaint is the guy who plays his brother. He's a really bad actor. I don't like that guy. <laughs> like, I know he's supposed to play a, an idiot douchebag, but to me, it's like, is he playing an idiot douchebag or is he just not a good actor? Like, like they should have they should have cast Robbie Amell, uh, that's Stephen Amell's cousin, to play his brother. Like, I think. Because he's a good actor, I think he would have would have done better. But um, no, I, I binge watched it uh, because I wanted to cancel my Stars subscription. I wanted to watch it before <laughs> before we did our wrestling episode, but I never got around to it. But yeah, Stephen Amell, he's awesome. It's it's so funny the the world we live in now, where right like yeah. nah, I don't want to pay this monthly fee, so I got to hurriedly binge watch the last two or three things I'm interested on this service. Yep. Like I, I do that a lot. I cancel these these things all the time. I mean I, I have Amazon Prime always because I use it for my business. Mm-hmm. There's certain, certain oh, yeah. tools yep. and supplies that's the only place I can get them. Yep. And um I currently have Disney Plus for free through a friend. I'm using her account. She doesn't seem to care. But the the ones I pay for like Netflix I, I'll pay for it. I'll watch a whole bunch of stuff and then I'll cancel it. It's uh, it's kind of neat. It's kind of a liberating system. It's a lot better than cable, where you were, you know, you were committed to it for at least a year. Yeah, it's funny because we pay for cable because we pay for the bills for the house and my mother-in-law watches it. But aside from keeping up with, I think Rookie. Uh, with Nathan Fillion, yeah, what we can get on Amazon Prime. But I think we we don't 
she uses it more than anything, but she records a million cooking shows and all the Christmas mm. movies. But oh, yeah. yeah, we don't we don't use it. I mean, I for, I forget how annoying commercials are half the time. Oh. Um, Whenever I stay for, at a hotel, Amazon oh. is terrible for commercials. Like some of their channels on Amazon Prime, I'm like, stop with the commercials. Yep. Oh, I hate. I, I hate on Amazon. Oh, cool. They got this show. Oh, you got to pay extra to get it. Mm-hmm. That drives me nuts. It the one, be, however, is they have like an entire channel decorated to dramas. Sorry. Yeah. I'm terrible tonight. No, no, that's fine. Um, oh, Chris, you're too nice. Be like, shut up, little <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it. You know, Not it it's a good night. It's. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I agree with the. Uh, with uh, I would cut cable if it weren't for uh, my sports. I do watch hockey. I do watch some oh, yeah, football, yeah. And, and I mean when other stuff is on, it I hate streaming that stuff because there always seems I don't know. It seems like it's not sports isn't cut for streaming. Like at least not with my internet. Um, and then yeah, the Price is Right. I love the Price is Right, and you can only You're such an old man. Yeah, you can only stream that on. Uh, <laughs> uh city tv in canada and because they don't because they don't recognize telus satellite as a tv provider i don't get to watch it so isn't city tv on amazon i think if you pay for it but eh, i don't want to pay for it but <laughs> no but it's actually been a while since I've actually watched Price Right. I've had I had to delete a bunch of them from my PVR just because I'm so behind. Who's the host right now? Drew uh, Drew Carey. It is it is yep. still Drew Carey. Okay, I wasn't sure. I know that they've gone through a couple on Jeopardy. So yeah, no Drew Carey. He he's been there since he took over for Bob. I want to say in like 2008 he took over. <gasps> so it's been that long. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. Um. But anyway, uh, do you guys have any news or any any other brain candy you want to throw out there? Uh, everybody needs to watch Cobra Kai tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. That's Happy my new, new year. That's my New Year's Eve plan. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't think I have anything to add. We I've mentioned the you know the upcoming stuff that I'm excited for and and the shows that you should you know I'd recommend to people already. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on I our... think we've kind of covered everything. Perfect. So for our next episode, we are doing New Year's geek resolutions. Um, so you know whatever we want to, whatever our resolutions are that's geek related, uh, we're going to we discuss. More comic books. And yeah, then... that's exactly it. We're going to do a challenge, like a twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I'm going to try and keep track of the resolutions as well. So, like, in July or whatever, we can do an update, and then next year, we'll, when we do our end-of-the-year episode, we can talk about it. Uh, and then, also, I'm hoping we finish off our top five best and worst TV series finales. So you we, know, I've been holding on to this scrap of paper forever, so yeah. I don't lose the... So, next year, we're gonna, next year, we're gonna finish that. Number two and number one. <laughs> Dear God! So that so that'll be coming mid January. Um, but before who we knows, maybe by then we'll have like new updated worst ones. Maybe, maybe. Um, but before we go, let's play that little game of where can we find you on the internet? And Lillian, where can we find you? <laughs> 
All right. You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel. That's talking without an A. Uh, that's me and the podcast that I started, failed, squirreled, and then I totally just deleted yesterday. And then I'm going to redo in the new year. That's one of my resolutions. Don't die at my podcast. Uh, you can also find me at Instagram, uh, Lilybean underscore Knelson. Excellent. And Ragnar, where can we find oh, wait, you, sir? Oh. oh, sorry. I had mine wrong. Hold still. It's Lily underscore Knelson. I got rid of the Bean a while ago. Oh, okay. There we go. I'm back. Anyway, Ragnar, it's your turn now. <laughs> well, <laughs> RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website. And, uh, of course, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Ragnar the Trader. And one of my New Year's resolutions, I mentioned this in the Trek 1701 podcast, is that I, I'm going to create a TikTok and start uploading videos, as well as I'll put those videos probably on YouTube and, and uh, my own website, because uh, every week I get asked by dozens of people for content on those things. So I'm not entirely sure what that content will be, but uh, that is my New Year's resolution. So so hopefully soon you'll be able to see me on your screen if you can't come see me in person. Excellent. That'll be awesome. Um, all, all right. Well, like I said, uh, next episode is our geek. Wait, where can we find you? Well, I was going to say, you can find me here on these podcasts. <laughs> um, so our next episode is Geek, Re- geek Resolutions. Uh, I also uh, have a blog site. You can go to randomnerdness.blogspot.com. Um, oh, I should mention, like, I, I, I uh, am the admin for a number of groups on Facebook, uh, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network, uh, Lockhart's uh, Masters of the Universe group, Outer Spaces, which is a space-oriented group, the Incredible Fans of the Incredible Hulk, and as of yesterday, I created a Trek 1701 Facebook group. Uh, based on the Trek 1701 podcast, which is part of this, which is part of this network. So be sure to check that out on Facebook if you like to go to Facebook. Our groups are pretty pretty good. A lot of, a lot of good people. Not you know like I hate the way some Facebook groups get political and get get mean and and you know there's bullies. Like um, our groups are pretty good. A lot of that you know. I, I yeah, that. I haven't I haven't seen any negativity in them. So yeah, lots of Chris's. Yeah, it's only happened a couple times, but I I nipped it in the bud right away, and and I yeah. think most people didn't even pick up on it. So, um, yeah. good. So yeah, there's that. So okay, on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, and uh, Ragnar, and our new co-host Lillian Knelson. I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub podcast. This was our best of 2021, and we will see you again in 2022.
Ray Parker Jr. Here we go with Ghostbusters.